Hi everyone, I'm Yannicka Ritchie, and this is Bricks to Bytes, where we talk about the gritty realities of going digital. Today we're talking with Casey Thompson of the Cheese Gallery in Thornbury, Ontario. Casey and I have known each other for years, and she's always impressed me with her vision for her business, her commitment to community, and her willingness to be and get real about what it takes to make that business work. If you're thinking about struggling with or feeling anxious about taking your business digital, I know you're going to love this conversation. Casey shares insights, challenges, and surprises about her experience of taking her business online in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. We talk about the difference between getting going with technology and making it work, the importance of getting scrappy when things get hard, and the unexpected silver linings that come with going digital. Here's Casey. The Cheese Gallery was started, it'll be 10 years this month, actually, uh, June 24th, 2010. Totally a bricks and mortar operation based out of a very small town in Ontario, Collingwood. We're actually in Thornbury, which is just past Blue Mountain. Thornbury was founded in the mid-1800s. My building was built in 1867. So it's been here for a long time. The Cheese Gallery started as a cheese and gourmet food shop. We have a hospitality component in the shop where people can sit down and have gourmet grilled cheese, burrata salads, French onion soup. We have a full barista station with baked goods. And then we have all the cheeses and gourmet foods. And finally, we support many artists in the area that make unique pieces, pottery, wood, many foods are sold through here. So it's a very diverse little shop. So we offer that very quaint, uh, charming, small town experience. We know a lot of our customers by name. We know what they, are, they like. And we have always been um, on the main street and a, and a mainstay of the community over developing over the last 10 years. We recorded this discussion in early June, about a month and a half after the shutdown in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And that, of course, is a time that changed everything for all of us. So I asked Casey to talk a little bit about what that time felt like for her and the impact she found it had on her business. Well, it was uh, back in March. My birthday was on the Tuesday. Um, (laughs) On the Wednesday, I had a huge catering event at the local Women's International Women's Day celebration. There were over 100 women and we were doing burrata salads and local croissants and fresh baguette, uh, you know, a beautiful lunch. We laughed at that. And, you know, there were rumors about COVID at that point. And by Friday, Friday night, I think it was the 13th is when uh, the borders were closed. The U.S. borders were closed for Chinese traffic. And the world kind of exploded that day. And everybody went into shelter that weekend. And by Monday, which was literally four or five days later, we were all as business people saying, holy crap, like, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. The shutdown orders hadn't come in yet, uh, but people were businesses. We were all at that point scrambling, saying, what do we do? How do we cope? And each of us had to make personal decisions. And so much of it was based on the business that you were in. I happened to be in food and I had grocery. And so I, I really struggled over the next week internally about what was the right thing to do 
as a business, as a business in the community, for the community, for my staff, for myself and my family, for my responsibilities to suppliers and, and vendors? And how do you strike the right tone in the communication that you make with your community about your decisions? So the next two weeks were extremely stressful. And I actually got a cold in that and had to stay home. And so it was, okay, how do, how do I do this? Like, how do I move forward? But I made the decision with guidance and talking to a lot of other businesses in this area, I decided I was going to stay open. We had five of us working and we were immediately down to two. And so we shut down to, we shut down all our coffee area. We shut down all our hospitality area. So as we discussed earlier, that was about 30 to 35% of my business. And remember, at this point, we are a full-on 100% bricks and mortar walk-in business. A table went up at the front door so people couldn't come in. Sanitizers went up. We had one of us in here a day. People were phoning, starting to phone in orders because we were starting to push that through our social media channels. And really, honestly, the two weeks of March, the first two weeks of March, or the last two weeks of March, are just a blur. There was so many decisions that had to be made so quickly. Uh, the order, emergency order, came down from the province. Businesses were ordered to close. Schools were ordered to close. And so it was, it was a very, very challenging time. Those first two or three weeks were extremely challenging. Mm -hmm. You mentioned you were all bricks and mortar. Have you, has that changed? Yeah, so that changed. Uh, thankfully, years ago, I was told, build a Facebook account, build an Instagram following. And I have always done an email newsletter once every month or two months. And I had about, I have about 1,500 people on there. And between all my social media, there's several thousand there. So, you know, I did have a way to access and talk to a lot of people, which was important because we had to move to online, uh, or sorry, uh, call-in orders, and that was done through social media and newsletter. But then I was very fortunate. My uh, daughter ended up home for a month, and, and my other daughter, who is, is, is savvy online, they decided that they would get me up and going with an online e-commerce platform, which I knew I needed to go to, but I had no idea how to do. And at this point, there really isn't much support coming from anywhere, you know, towns, chambers, BIAs, economic development, you know, everyone's scrambling. And so there isn't really much happening for businesses at this point. And literally over a weekend, one daughter was doing all the inputting, one daughter was taking all the pictures, one boyfriend was doing all the backend setup on Shopify as the, from a programming perspective. My husband was delivering orders and I was prepping and packing orders. So it was, it was a full on family affair, but we got up and going and we got our first order, I think on Sunday, we didn't even know what was going to happen and an <laughs> order came in and we were like, Oh, there's an order. So from then it was like, okay. I said, well, how do I know when I'm in the shop that there's an order? So we had to get an iPad set up and they loaded it onto my phone. So if I'm not here, there's an iPad here. So then, you know, train my staff member who is here. And, you know, in April, I think it accounted for about 12% of my overall sales or 13 because it was only really the last two weeks. And in May, it, uh, it accounted for 25% of my overall sales. And, you know, at the end of the day, I really feel like we have supported the community 
and they have supported us back. And there's no question that there is, now that I'm into Shopify, I can see that there is opportunities for me to grow with that. You know, I can get onto a full POS system that does both my bricks and mortar and my online, which would be much easier. So it's really forced a growth and, that has had to happen. I have done several online um, academies and classes with Shopify trying to learn it because it's very foreign to me. You know, yes. my girls, it was very, okay, we can do this, mom. We can get this going. And for me, I, I didn't even know where how to start or even understand how it would happen. You know, there's an option on there to do an air print off the iPad. Well, I didn't even know what that was. So I'm learning. And this week I bought a printer that can do that air printing and I have to install that and get it figured out. But it's all these steps. It's one step at a time. And it's an amazing platform to be able to support my, my suppliers. You know, I am calling every week to some suppliers needing more products because people are buying it online and putting in these orders, which is fantastic. And then it leads me to, you know, the next step, which is going to be shipping. I haven't decided to take that on yet because my plate is full, but there is an opportunity to do shipping and do, you know, gourmet food boxes and cheese boxes that get shipped all over Canada. So it's, it's really opened opportunities for the business. That, and I'm very glad we adapted early because you don't have five years to think about this. You don't have two years to think about this. You need to be up and going in six months, I would say maximum a year, because habits are changing. People's shopping habits are changing. The way they're thinking about their shopping is changing. And if you're not in that thought process and a year down the road you come online, I think there's a, a real risk that you might be outside of people's consciousness. Casey makes such a good point about how important it is to get going fast. The things are changing, people's habits are changing and it's all going so quickly that if you don't get going, you're at risk for being left behind. But there's so much more to it than just getting going. It's not just about buying or subscribing to a new online service. You have to figure out how you're gonna make it work for the business. Here's Casey sharing some of the challenges of integrating her online store into her existing bricks and mortar operations. They, they were able to do the technical, get it up and going, mm -hmm. but I'm the one that needs to make it work going forward, right. you know, figure it out on a daily basis. End of April, how, how do I do reports? How do I know how much I sold? How do I do that with my bookkeeper? How do we account for this? DHSC has to be paid through the government. How does all of that get worked through? All those back-end processes. So they were very good at the technical, get it up and going and online, but I... Uh, very quickly needed to make it work. Before this happened, being 100% bricks and mortar with, you know, multiple facets in the business, people walking in the front door, the back door, phoning every day, there wasn't a need to look at going to that next step, really. It would be a nice to do, maybe one day I'll do it, that's something to consider, but it wasn't a fire under your butt, this needs to happen now. And the pandemic has done that for many, many businesses. I've seen so many examples of people that were completely closed down where I stayed open. So I had different experience than some people being in food, but some businesses that were completely shut down and they built online stores and started moving their product that way. And, mm -hmm. and people want to support small businesses. 
when people know that their local small businesses like your butcher offer services to be there for you, to be open, to be putting their, themselves on the front line, people appreciate that and they want to support that. And so it's really, it's a yin and yang, it's a give and take, uh, it's a full circle relationship that makes it successful. I hope I'm hearing that you're somewhat inspired by the changes that you've seen in your business and what it could mean for you for, I don't know if it's the next 10 years, but certainly for the next two to five. Well, I think, yes, my next two to five years is exciting in a different way than it might've been before. So it's, it's definitely a changed business. There's no question about that, but it is still an exciting business for me. It's irrelevant for the community. It is uh, you know, we actually have a fundraiser coming up this weekend um, by Rotary called Hope in the Valley, around the Beaver Valley. And many of the food businesses are putting forward something that people can come in and buy. And then they go on in and it's a Zoom online fundraiser. And they have talent and music and readings. And, you know, they've already raised $20,000 and it hasn't happened yet. And so it really is about we are in this together. You know, it sounds a little cliche, but. We are in this together, and I, I often hashtag Team Thornberry. You know, for, for, for Mother's Day, I did an online promotion. I got pizza boxes from the local restaurant. I got bread from a local baker. I partnered with a, the local plant shop. I've got beautiful lavender. I worked with um, another small little organic shop, and they provided bath bombs for us. And we put this whole package together for mothers, and, and then we delivered them all with no charges for delivery and people loved it and so it really is about working together in the community and supporting one another as i listen to you i'm noticing probably a few key steps that not willing to wait that understanding what you're really about in your core which are really some of the foundations of business generally but also a willingness to partner with the millennial crowd or the digital mm -hmm. native crowd recognizing where their abilities lie and where their strengths are and where you need to pick up because that's a very yeah. structured part of bringing on these new technologies because the technology ultimately is simply an enabler. You must know what it is that you're looking to enable in order to make use of it effectively. It's mm -hmm. inspiring to see how you've used it, accepted, frankly, the mucky zaniness of it and the fear if that's a bit of a, well, I mean, of course. No, I think fear. fear is a very good word. I think a lot yeah. of a lot of businesses, especially if you've been around for a while, get comfortable in what they're doing. And there isn't really a need to do that. And it's scary. And how do I do it? And who do I talk to? And who do I hire? And will I get value for it? What happens when I have a problem? You know, there are lots of people that will build things for you, build websites, build online accounts, build things, but they're not necessarily there when you need help because you are the one that has to make it work. People are overwhelmed by this pandemic as a whole. As a society, we are overwhelmed with what it means and how we come out of it and how we recover and what the, what are the, you know, people spend time thinking about what are the long-term changes and effects and, and those just, those take up a lot of space in our heads. And I, I feel cause a lot of emotional stress. So I think it's really about choosing happy every day, even when you feel overwhelmed and choosing to be grateful. And my number one thing that's come out of this is silver linings. And I look for silver linings in personal, in business, in community, 
And I have to say, you know, some of the changes I've made in my business, I really like. They're good changes. So, you know, silver linings will be the lasting, for me, it will be the lasting impression, I think, that will shape my life going forward, silver linings. This is the energy Casey shares with her customers, her suppliers, her team, and her community. And I hope that Casey's story leaves you feeling a little more courageous, inspired even, to look for ways to use digital technologies to change your business. For more inspiration, some helpful resources, and episode notes, please visit us at orangegate.ca. I also hope you feel inspired to find out more about Casey and the Cheese Gallery. I invite you to visit thecheesegallery.ca to see for yourself how her online store is evolving and perhaps buy some cheese. If you love looking at photos of beautiful food, follow Casey and team at The Cheese Gallery on Instagram and Facebook. If you learned something special today, please share this podcast with a friend or colleague. I'm Yannicka Ritchie. Thanks for joining me. And until next time, stay well and go digital.